Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How you doing on this Wednesday? Well, thank you for the intro, but most importantly, happy birthday. Happy birthday. No, you gotta save that for the live, the live one, man. You gotta send that to the to the live one. The pre the 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 the, the intro video, you know. You the, I, I cut you off because I don't want to get the full your full uh soothing sounds from that from that voice of yours. You have a thank voice you. as good as Luther Vandros. So oh, I, I wanna that. I wanna save the the main happy birthday for All the live right. show. So they gotta see. They got to hear and listen and watch the complete show. So you're saying these people don't matter. You hear that guy? No, no, don't matter. They do. They <laughs> you know, they you get crap. Sad E. E stands for extravaganza for exaggeration. <laughs> exaggeration. I agree with that one. You hear this, man? You, all the members, all the Patreon backers, they got the nuggets. They get the nuggets. Like SB3 is a part of the Gorilla Monsoon family. They get all that stuff here. They they were the first people that knew that Sat E is about to be Daddy E tomorrow. Good good day. It's a good it's a good week. It's SP3. Six, six AM. We have to be there at six AM. Or is it seven? Seven AM? But yeah, it might be a four-hour wait as well. I'll, I'll, I'll tune you in. I'll Pull, tune pulling you back in. the curtain, this I man am. did not know the time yesterday when I saw him. He did not know the time. But it so- changed. But I, I changed my ways. I went to the appointment today. They said it. We have to be in like at six. Was it that seven? Morning. All I'm going in the morning when people are still asleep, catching disease. This guy's probably up in his fourth podcast of the day. <laughs> Only if if Sydney Lewis Kobe Pilar the fourth wakes me up or Harlem Rain Pilar wakes me up. Those are the only times that I'm up at six seven a.m. Here, here I kind of wake up at six seven a.m. five a.m. New York time because I'm still on New York time range. But yeah, especially how long you've been here. You're almost a citizen in the UK. You're like Dealer Brown, European champion, traveling all over the place defending that title. So yeah, your honorary Englishman, Sydney. Honorary Englishman. Yes, um, Sydney. 
Yes, we got. Yes, boy. We got a, yes, yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. And we got a lot to get into on NXT uh, 2.0. And we don't want to talk about any movies or TV shows outside of uh, Ozark because we had a great conversation with our third, our third uh, daily boy, uh, Alex McCarthy, where we talked about Ozark. We won't spoil anything, but it's just it's such a good series. It's such a good series. It's grown but, on me. It's grown on me. Sat and yes. Alex. No, Sat more Alex than Sat. They need to put respect on Goat Wendy's name, the goat of Ozark, the the the, the leader of the crime family. Come on, Sat. Let Alex know. Uh yeah, I, I love me some Wendy, the Lady Macbeth. I, I you know, she gets it done. When people are waffling whether or not to take the shot, she orders people, take the shot. She even did something. Despicable, I nearly spoiled it for you guys, so don't cry on me. But yeah, she is a despicable human being, but in a lovely way. She, she's a mum protecting her family. Oh, oh, everyone's a mum that takes care of their family and does stuff. Maybe it's because I grew up with a single mom that I, I, I think that my mom would be more akin to Goat Wendy. So that's why I, I'm, I am a big fan of Goat Wendy. Yes, sometimes she makes it harder for Marty. But if Marty wouldn't hesitate to pull the trigger on stuff, then she wouldn't have to. It's it's all on. It's all starts with Marty. Marty brought her into this life. Marty could have left her behind because she, she was, was, she was cheating on him. She said it. She said, Marty, you wouldn't sleep on me, so I went to sleep somewhere else. <laughs> that is said. bars. Bars by Cole Wendy. This is yeah. like... She didn't say that. She goes, you closed off, so I went to open another door. <laughs> see, that's not a spoiler, because you, all you have to watch is the first five this minutes of the show, and you will you will see that. <laughs> but Don't yes. cry. I'm, we're trying to entice you. Hook you. If you will send hook, you guys racially to, uh... ambiguous hook. That's that's mm-hmm. what I I just said it on pillar to post. Check out fightful overbooked as well. Racially but ambi- let, <laughs> yes, he's racially ambiguous. So, but let's get into NXT 2.0. Joe Gacy, potential new NXT champion. Oh my god, I can feel Sat being angry right now. Let's get to it. And today is a great day. Why, Sat? Because it's your birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Sydney Paul the Third is now a year older. Well, what? Nobody knew that was your name. So, Sydney no, Poitier the no. Third, <laughs> Sydney Monsoon the Third. He's that, now a year older. That doesn't have a P in it, but. <laughs> That's because your name gets taken when you take the vows <laughs> of mariage. <laughs> I have I haven't done it yet. I'm I'm it's coming it's coming soon. It's so coming I'm officially soon. so I'm gonna take her name. That's what you're telling me. That I, I just have don't to say it louder. Name. I think she's accepted that she's taking your name. Don't give her ideas. Sa E Nyangi. The E stands for extravaganza. Everyone in the chat, get ready because we're gonna do it. <clears throat> we're gonna sing him a happy birthday on cue. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, SP3. Happy birthday. Ow! 
to you. Oh my God. I, I feel, I feel, I feel all, all sweaty. Oh my God. Is it hot in here? Did you hear that voice, ladies and gentlemen? Happy birthday. You, you, see, you see why he is baby making the Yangi out here in these streets with that voice? Oh my God. Luther Vandross, beat your heart out. Oh my goodness. I'm, I make those boobalas. <laughs> Yo, so yeah. Shout out. I got my fan on. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you. SP3 is a is a big brother. He is like uh, Forrest Gump. He's been to every wrestling event you can think of. He was there. He was there for it. Heck, he's marrying one of the founding members of Capital Wrestling, which ended up being <laughs> Titan Sports. This guy's been it all. He has seen it all. And he also works very hard. The guy's got two kids, got a partner, a partner who basically cracks whip, <laughs> if you BS. And this guy got 10,000 podcasts. I don't know how you do it. I got two already, and I'm already... Do I have two? I, I have two stuff already, and I'm already tired. <laughs> but I don't know how you, you got do a, it. He got a full-time job. He got a kid on the way. Yes. This man is hardworking. Don't listen to anything he's saying. But thank you, everyone who's uh, wished me a happy birthday, whether it's on social media, whether it's in the chat. I see I see Mayor of Painesville, Dan, with the happy birthday to you. Uh, Kevin, Anika, John, thank you all. Zach, one of our members. Rob, I appreciate all of y'all showing love. Uh, you know, it, it's been a great great day i've been feeling the love of the wrestling community you guys are all great and i'm glad you are here with us for the mocha 2.0 nxt 2.0 review because if you saw the thumbnail if you saw the title you know what you came for they know what they came for no Sat. you get it. And, it's, and it's my birthday it so maybe you gotta, sit, don't you make gotta an... sit here and take it because we are starting off hot and heavy with some spgc yeah so on last night's episode of NXT 2.0, our man Braun Breaker made his return after being lost in the wilderness uh, last week after he was kidnapped by the Druids following his match with Joe Gacy. So Breaker walks out to the ring. He talks about the last time everyone saw him with Gacy and his Druids. He was in the wilderness, lost. He brings up Joe's offer to join him and says that, uh, responds by telling Joe Gacy that he can kiss his booty. Uh, Braun says he should have finished the job because now he's coming to beat him unconscious. And then we heard the music. Love is blind. We're gonna see you on the other side. And Gacy says, Hey, Braun. Or, or should I say, <laughs> Hey, Braun. Right here, Braun. Right up here. Right where you took your leap of faith. I'm not here to fight. Breaker interrupts and says that he doesn't trust him and challenges him to come to the ring. And Gacy responds with, why don't I come down to the ring? So predictable, Braun. But when, I'm, um, when a man is consumed by his rage, he becomes predictable. And you have a long history of losing your temper. Don't you, Braun? I can see, he can see because his eyes are always like this. Yeah, I, I can, can see, see <laughs> the fire burning in your eyes. Mm. Envisioning the violence that you want to cause. But our journey together 
is not yet over. You've rejected an opportunity, the opportunity of a lifetime to join me. But I'm not the type of guy that holds a grudge. I'm going to give you and what all these people want. And that's me and you one on one. The CWC, like Sadie Niangi, sitting at home, start chanting, shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do that, but I think I, I proved the point last week. So it's your birthday. Go ahead. Go ahead. But it's time we up the stakes. After all, I roughed up your, I roughed up your father. I disrespected your family's legacy. I played with your mind. I abducted you and left you, as you said, out all alone in the wilderness. By all means, Braun, you should kick my ass all over this arena. You should inflict pain on me like I've never felt before. You can, Braun. You can go crazy. You can lose control. But if you lose control, you lose your most prized possession. Because at NXT, in your house, if you get disqualified, you'll lose the NXT championship. So the question is, Braun, how bad do you want it? That's up to you. Braun responds with, you're on. And that ends that promo. But no, no, no. You thought it was over. You sat was in that hole. He's like, oh, man. I got through that Joe Casey segment. <laughs> and then the end of the show came. <laughs> and then the end of the show came. And out of nowhere, out of after our main event of the evening, Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo, we once again see Joe Gacy with his druids outside this time. And Joe Gacy says, on our journey together, I've predicted your every step, your every move. Tonight, declining my offer, but accepting my match, we all know you have uncontrollable rage inside of you. You won't be able to control your anger next week or at in your house. Your lack of control will deliver me full control of NXT, the NXT championship, the brand, and the world. <laughs> they do a whole pan out shot of Joe Gacy on a rooftop with him laughing maniacally as we go off air. And that has been another edition of SPJC. Love is blind. We're gonna see you on the other side. Sat, what did you think about the promo exchange between Joe Gacy and Broadbreaker, as well as the stipulation for NXT in your house, which will go down on June 4th in three weeks time? Okay. You know, we actually get paid to actually talk about this. So um, I'm going to be impartial, guys. I'm not going to crap on it. So uh, for me, the most fascinating thing 
It's not the storyline. I'm like, who are the druids? Why is it grizzled young veterans? <laughs> you know? I have a like, feeling it is too. <laughs> the height difference, especially this week. I was like, Zach, you're on the left. The other one with long hair, you're on the right. I was like, that's grizzled young veterans, right? Because it hasn't been like Sean Ross Sapp or Dave Meltzer. No one's uh, reported anything by GYV if they're gone or not. So I assume they return. But the only thing I'm cringing is Zach Gibson is such a good promo. I don't want him to adapt the same Sco- um, Scooby-Doo spooky promos as well, especially in that Scouse accent. He'd be like, I saw the light and it was good. Like, I don't want to hear any of that. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I think GYV or uh, the the Mask, they're the Druids. Uh, they said it. You know, Joe Gacy's go, gone cuckoo bonanza. They more or less spelled it out that he's lost his way. Uh, the question is, will he win the title? If there's any other booker, I'll probably say no. But this is Shawn Michaels, book of the year. This man won't lay down for anyone. This man won't let anyone hold his pen the way he wants it. So what I'm trying to say is, Shawn Michaels is unpredictable. It could be that Joe Gacy wins. But at the same time, you're building up guys like Von Wagner. Because I feel like Von Wagner is waiting for that big stadium show to face Bron Breaker. Unless Vince McMahon wants Bron Breaker on the main roster. <laughs> hey, that's the future, man. <laughs> that's future. Yeah, that, that's a scary future. I, I'm enjoying Joe Gacy versus Bron Breaker. <laughs> you're enjoying it for your own selfish reason. You don't think about everyone else like myself who've feel like the Joe Gase has been butchered. This man had a character which was, you know, already kind of polarizing, but they went, they've gone full on Bray Wyatt towards the end of his first run when he was going up and down, creaking in that chair, just spouting off BS. And I just zone out when he talks, unfortunately. I like Joe Gacy. I like the stuff he did in CZW. Some of the stuff he did in Evolve, even in the beginning stuff he did in NXT. But recently, they've just gone... Even the spooky laughter. That goes to show you where we are right now. He's now full on Papa Shango wrestle crap mode. But yeah, uh, yeah, rematch. We like storylines that expand. But I also feel like this storyline is the reason why people are crapping on NXT 2.0. Because before that, we had a little bit of goodwill. But since the whole Joe Gacy storyline, no one's taking us seriously anymore. <laughs> oh, man. People need to relax. It's, it's showing more range in Braun Breaker's character. Him having to, you know, play off of someone who has this spooky um, cult leader s meets Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's little brother uh, persona. I- I'm enjoying it for what it is. You, you know, are? You know, are you, I, no, no, no. But okay, let's no, let's be honest. Let's break it down, SP3. Are you really enjoying it? Are you just enjoying what you get out of it? Let's be honest. Of course. Yeah, it's, it's, all about, it's all about my enjoyment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I enjoy coming on here on yeah. a Wednesday and reciting this gibberish that yeah. they have given Joe Gacy, which he performs excellent. He, he performs it brilliantly, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever, whoever is writing this stuff, whether it's Michael Hickenbottom, whether it's one of the WWE writers, Joe Gacy performs this stuff 
top notch, top tier. Joe Gacy gets his character. He's into it, and he's delivering it well, in my opinion. He's the, he feels like he is one of the top heels in NXT. He's bringing out a different element into Braun Breaker's character. Braun Breaker, I would say Braun Breaker is the lesser of the two involved in this angle because he doesn't really know how to respond to this because it's totally a 180 from the Braun Breaker we've been presented for the past eight months. So I understand that part of it. So if people are down on it because Braun Breaker hasn't been living up to this storyline, then I totally (laughs) get you. But Joe Gacy, he gets an A plus as far as I'm concerned. You're saying that Braun Breaker is getting lost in the source. It's not Braun Breaker's fault. He's used to like rivalries about the belt, who's the better man. When you put him in the spooky territory, that's out of his element. It's almost like watching Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to adapt in a spooky environment against the, you know, the Predator. But, you know, Braun Breaker's not really doing it. He's doing his best with what's given to him. I know for a fact that after this feud, the goodwill that Braun Breaker used to have will go back once he feuds with someone that's more reality-based. Possibly, but what do you think about this whole stipulation? Could this lead? Oh, could this yeah. stipulation lead to a Christian, a Christian at Money in the Bank 2011, where Randy Orton where he spit in Randy Orton's face, and Randy Orton kicked him below the belt because Randy couldn't control his anger? Do you think that Braun Breaker will be able to control his anger? I I don't know if this was the right move, but it does give an element of this matchup. At in your house, the possibility that Joe Gacy can win and become the new champion, because I don't think anybody would have believed Joe Gacy just beating Braun Breaker, even with the help of the Grizzle Young Druids uh, in his corner. I I don't know if he would have if he would have done it any other way. I like the stipulation because it puts a seed of doubt that Joe Gacy can become the next NXT champion. You said it yourself. I mean, the Christian Randy Orton feud is a great example, but also by the fact that since Braun Breaker's, Braun Breaker's entire NXT story has been unpredictable, if you think about it. When he first faced Tommaso Ciampa, we expected him to win, and he didn't. Yes. <laughs> and then he went into that big stand and deliver show. We expected him to retain, and he didn't. <laughs> Well, we expected him to retain in the triple threat at Roadblock, and, and then he lost to Ziggler. Yeah. And then we expected it it was just to have him have his big moment in front of the Dallas fans at Stand and Deliver, and then he lost there, and then they just randomly tossed it on to the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is, if it's any other wrestler, <laughs> I'll say, no, the, the guy's going to retain. But uh, Bron Breaker's track record thus far, is very bad actually if you think about it he does not he hasn't really done well in the big time occasions so uh i mean it's a bit worrying and i'm a bit 50 50 but for now i might say yes it's designed to question because if if it was a random one-on-one or even a, a grudge match a cage match where they said keep your druids out let's fight in a cage match we'd be like he's definitely winning but by doing this stipulation it's smart it means that we don't know and it adds a, a sense of of drama that a match need so yeah Good job. I think the entire booking of Braun Breaker, I think that the the reason why it's been so up and down is because we are getting main roster booking in NXT. This isn't the NXT of old where Finn Balor comes to NXT and he only loses once before he wins the NXT championship. Or Shinsuke Nakamura goes on an undefeated streak on his way to winning the NXT championship. We are not living in that world anymore. We are living in a world where Brisk 
Bruce Pritchard has his fingerprints all over this NXT 2.0 kind of product. And that's why Braun Breaker hasn't gotten the Brock Lesnar push, hasn't gotten the Goldberg push. He's gotten a more of a push that WWE would do where they're like, hey, 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 we know you're a great prospect, but stop your breaks right here. We got to put the title on Dolph Ziggler because Dolph Ziggler going to draw more fans in Dallas, Texas as NXT champion than we think you will or stop your breaks right here. We don't want you to win the NXT champion just what five weeks after you just started they they are booking it like the main roster that's why a lot of people are down on the product right now but it does make a world of sense why Braun Breaker has been booked this way I wouldn't do it I know Sat wouldn't do it that way and I know a lot of you watching wouldn't have do it did it that way but it does make a world of sense because of the company that we are watching Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But we want to hear from all of you. Thank you, everyone who's joining us in the live chat. Thank you for the happy birthday wishes. But just throw in some happy birthday wishes. Throw in your comments on NXT 2.0. Do you believe Joe Gacy will become the next NXT champion? Let us know with a mocha chat. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. You can send it there. Uh, We're going to shout you out. Talk about your mocha chat as well. Sat, I know we got a few in the chamber. Let's get a couple in before we get to the show. 
Let's get a couple in, guys. Uh, these are a couple of NXT-related ones. I got Eck Nichols saying, quick aside with the success of Murphy and the presumed future success of Steve Macklin, Wesley Blake is at risk of being wrestling's first ever double Genetti. Also, it was nice seeing SP3's Twitter tag to get a shout during the men of the year, also match of the year, uh, in my humble opinion, Josh versus Ishii. Mocha for life. Yes, yes, yes. True Hill Heat got there, got our shown on screen at Impact Wrestling under siege when Josh Alexander was going one-on-one with Tomori Ishii. That was great. People need to put some respect and some love on Impact Wrestling. So I enjoy that Mocha chat a lot. Thank you for that one. Okay, the next one is from the same person, Eck Nichols, saying aspiring tag team wrestlers, don't call yourself Wes or Wesley. Your stablemate will probably do or say something ill-advised, tone deaf, or controversial, and you will end up getting forgotten, son. A moment of silence for the Wes of the world. That was so brilliant. That was great. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. There's something There's something to that. Where there's smoke, there's fire. If you have that West name, be careful what your tag team partner says on social media. Pictures that they post like 10 years ago. Be careful for all of that. Check into all of that before you think you're going to have a successful tag team, especially in the WWE. But let's get into last night's episode of NXT 2, uh, 2.0. The show kicks off with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams coming down to the ring set. And Melo says that uh, Solo needs to shut his mouth about I got next because he says, nah, sucker, you got last. Uh, Trick says the and North American title is coming back to where it belongs at In Your House in three weeks time. And Melo says he's the rightful A champion. And that's all it is. It is, and that's all it's going to be. Uh, yes, we are the Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams of Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. You heard it here first. Hashtag Mellow and Trick, SP3 and Sat. And I'll be doing a lot of stomps and some good drop kicks. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a nice swing and neck breaker. He added in this match here where they kicked off the show with uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Sola Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. The CWC is still not a fan of Cameron Grimes as they chanted solo throughout his entire entrance. No respect on this man. Can we can we talk briefly about the entrance? There were some yes. pipe team cheers, right? There were some pipe yes, team was. cheers. Yes, there was. There were some pipe team cheers. Because uh, when, when solo came out, that, that, that was a solo chance. I believe that. But towards in the end, I heard that the sound sounded like an arena because the CWC is like in a warehouse, right? So that, that sound capacity does not go. And then when Cameron Grimes came out, that like, ah, the ambient sound. And then you can kind of hear there was like conflicting. It was, it was, let's just say the sound didn't fit the, the, the space they were in. And also you hear some conflicting booze, undertone with the cheers. So that was interesting that the CWC has been infected with piped in cheers like the main roster. This is why I say this is the main roster's fingerprints is all over NXT 2.0, including the canned noise. Um, Mellow and Trick, they did a nice little double team at the beginning of this one where Trick kind of propelled uh, Mellow onto the second rope. And then he did a springboard crossbody on 
Grimes uh, after isolating Solo during the commercial break. And when we came back, Grimes gets the hot tag. He comes in like a house of fire, hits a big crossbody. He sets up for the cave-in, but Sokoa tags himself in. Uh, Sokoa and Grimes, they start arguing, so Trick and Mello take advantage of the argument for a few, but Solo hits a big Uranagi on Hayes. Grimes hits the cave-in on Trick at the same time while uh, Solo hits the Uso Splash for the win, beating the number one contender for the North American Championship at In Your House, the former North American champion, Carmelo Hayes. I thought that this was a really fun tag team match, though. Uh, Solo getting the big win over the number one contender does give him a cementing of him getting the next shot after In Your House. Uh, the post-match, the referee hands the North American title to Cameron Grimes, but Solo grabs it and says, I got next. He, he is like a, and he's like one of those and one commercials. How many signs? He said, I got next. Uh, Sat, what did you think about this opening? Uh, I, again, we're saying like uh, Trick Williams, he added another move to his arsenal. He's been doing that neck breaker. I call it the, the Michael McGillicuddy neck breaker because uh, Curtis Axel used to do it, uh, do that neck breaker. Uh, drop kick, he's got a good drop kick. He, he, le- he leaped up. He caught the person in the face. That's a sign of a great drop kick if you can get someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like Solo's Urinagi. It was very reminiscent of the person that he's named after, his real name. He was nicknamed Yokozuna after the late great Yokozuna. So he did a Urinagi like Yokozuna. Then he did the Solo splash. I like to call it Solo splash because he's solo. He's flying solo. He did a splash. And Carmelo Hayes, he's the king of the middle ropes. Because he does explosive clotheslines out of the ropes. The way he just, like the, the elevation... The velocity of his attack is incredible. Every time he jumps off the rope, I'm like, I can't wait to see what he does. It's just explosive. That guy has got everything you want in a future wrestler. But this is uh, WWE. We may see it, but we don't know if the old guy will see it. But right now, Shawn Michaels, Book of the Year, is doing a great job with these guys in the ring. But Solo has got next. Cameron Grimes' reaction is not his fault. All it is is indicating that his time in NXT should come to a close. After he loses the title, please put him in the main roster because the main roster, especially SmackDown, is lacking in fresh competitors that can liven up the, the occasion. I would love to see Cameron Grimes and Sami Zayn. There's more dream matches, but just those two guys, they can feel for six months and I'll be happy with that because they've got the same kind of sports entertainment that Vince McMahon likes. So I can't wait. Solo has got next. I can see Solo being NXT champion as well towards the end of the year if he doesn't get poached during the draft, if there's another draft. But right now, I'm enjoying what's going on in the North American title scene. It's really good. I feel like this whole matchup at In Your House is going to be great because Cameron Grimes and and uh, Carmelo Hayes have shown in the past. I believe they versed that Vengeance Day. They had a great match there. They kind of stole the show on that episode. They have good chemistry together, but this matchup just feels like a placeholder type of matchup for In Your House because it seems like a foregone conclusion that Solo Sokoa is going to win this championship after In Your House. I love the presentation from his entrance, his entrance, like Death Rebel, they're weird, they're weird in terms of history, they're a weird group or person, whoever they are, contingent, because they got a mixed bag of music. When they hit, they hit really good. Even songs with, with lyrics in it. They got some good songs with lyrics on it. One of the wrestlers, I think it was Kiana James, had a 
decent bop to her. She had a tra- track that sounded something like from a DJ Khaled 2009 album or something like that. We the best, you know. But uh, yeah, Solo Sokoa's entire presentation, I love it. his music, his aura. He's got the badass energy that you don't see much, in, especially out of his brothers. He's the youngest of the Usos, but I believe he could take both of them on in a handicap match for some reason. Yeah, I think, and I think they gave him good good advice. I know they did an interview this week where they said that they gave him the advice that you don't want to look like us. You want to, you kind of want to make your look different. So the blonde hair, his whole presentation as the tr- street champion, he does feel like a guy that could be positioned as a future NXT champion, as a future main roster call up. But I think that his near future is going to see him win that North American championship. SP, if I may say, because I'm the king of pulling back the curtain. So his name is Solo. So what people don't know is his dad's name is Solofa Fatu. So Rikishi's real name is Solofa. So Solo is actually is a double meaning. Yes, he's solo, but also dad's name is Solo as well. So there you go, guys. Just in case you're thinking, why is he called Solo Sokoa? Is it because he's by himself? Maybe, but his dad's also called Solofa Fatu Jr. Here we go. And the blonde hair, Rikishi. That's a little extra See, you know, nuggets. The gems. The gems that you get from, from Sat. He says I'm the knowledgeable one, but he, he's got he's got his knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, backstage, we go to Mackenzie, who interviews Pretty Deadly, who asks about them uh, defending the NXT tag team titles against the Creed Brothers at In Your House. That was announced on social media over the weekend. They feign concern, but then they start laughing at the thought of everyone being scared of the Creed brothers because they beat them in their first match and became nxt uh tag team champions yes, side, uh, uh, side, side play play check, check. <laughs> side play check uh elton two says, tasty snacks yes elton, one meal deal. <laughs> elton says they are two tasty snacks one meal deal the best line of the entire night right there because you're in the uk you know what that means now right because we do meal deals we love doing meal deals go to a supermarket there's a meal deal right there for you sp because if you're in New York, you'll be like, meal, I know the meal deal pub. Or what's the problem with this? Yes, yeah, the UK thing. We love our meal deals. You get right here, two tasty snacks, one meal deal called NXT 2.0, Mocha 2.0 review right here with us. We're, we're two tasty Mocha snacks, one <laughs> meal deal. <laughs> we are we are we are not just mellow and trick of the Wrestle Talk podcast YouTube channel. We are also the the Mocha Pretty Deadly. Yes, yes, boy. boy. Yes, boy. Uh, we get a vignette of they, they, uh, Hill, uh, who is 18 years old and recently signed to WWE. We see footage of her tryout, and she's still in high school, sad, and uh, is the first person to be signed before her high school graduation. And they is hyped to train while she is still attending college. I felt like this was kind of out of place and kind of out of nowhere on the show. In my maybe, opinion. maybe they wanted to warn Austin Fury that she's too old for him. Uh, yeah, Fia Otea Hale, she's 18 years old. She, her gimmick is she hasn't graduated from high school. She's thank you, WWE. Thank you for hiring me. Uh, they're gonna pay for me to go to university until budget cuts come along. I don't know, but yeah, go Fia Otea. Congratulations, Taya, Thea. Uh, you decide. You decide. You guys decided. I, I think it's Fia. We, I think we do Taya, but yeah, Fia. Yeah, but Fia. yeah, she's too old for certain wrestlers. Oh, you know, in, in the Florida area. He, he really 
to get that one in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> we get our first women's matchup of the night, and it's a women's breakout tournament first round matchup as Lash Legend goes one on one with Tatum Paxley. Uh, Paxley has a quick inset promo about Legend being the cockiest in the tournament, and then uh, this matchup. It's a developmental matchup. That's the best I can say about this match. Uh, Lash works over Paxley's left leg, including a nice little uh, standing stretch muffler submission. Uh, Paxley hits a standing twisting moonsault. Uh, she makes a third attempt at trying to get Lash up for an electric chair like she was going for the one wing angel, but can't because of the injured leg and Legend hits her pump kick for the win. Like I said, it was kind of just a developmental. Back. Wait, just wait, there was no there was no one wing angel, it was an electric chair. I wrote down Tatum Paxley. I said we didn't we don't know what she was going for. She went she, for it three times. She's gonna, gonna squat her. I wrote exactly. down but I wrote down Tatum Paxley seemed obsessed with being between Lash Leg Lash Legend's legs because uh <laughs> the failed electric chair proved to be her undoing. Uh you're right, the, there wasn't much to say, but both women did not embarrass themselves. Uh, the the standout was actually Lash Legend because she's leaning more into being a hoss type wrestler. Because I think in the beginning they're trying to make her do too much, and they realized with her she's got the charisma just to carry off the kickies and the punchies and the little backbreakers. But also, what I would like to see my dream match or my dream entrance off is Lash Legend and Dr. Brit Britt Baker just having a point off. They both like to point when they come out because Lash Legend points, you know. Britt Baker likes to point. I like to see them to have a point off, just point at stuff, point at each other, point at the audience, just point. That's what she does, just points. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is why you come here for such brilliant analysis of points. Um, we get Tony D and his crew backstage, uh, stacks and two dimes. They talk about tonight's main event with uh, Santos Escobar, and they talk about some of the people they beat up back in the day. You remember, you remember Charlie back at the pizza shop? And uh, Tony says that he's gonna beat Santos alone tonight. That he doesn't need his crew to back him up. Can we? Can we? Let's stick with that. You know what? The the wish version of Big Vito. He sounded okay. He had the accent down. The other one sounded not sure of his words. He looks so out of place. It's like an Andy Datsun to play a wise guy. It's not convincing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what he looks like. He's so out of place. Imagine Andy Datsun played a wise guy. Ah, forget about it. That's how out of place it looks. The other guy, he's so unsure. But the wish version of Vito, uh, he's got he's won me over a bit. He he could talk more. The other one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you remember memory of an elephant? More like less less charisma than uh, than Sophia Cromwell. Gosh. I mean, at least they told the wish version of uh, Big Vito to get a tan because he 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 did not have that tan three weeks ago when he was introduced. Now he has it. Uh, Big and Wade they hype clash at the castle in in Cardiff, Wales, and then they hype that NXT is returning to live events on June 10th, and we get a little vignette about that. Then we go backstage where Mackenzie is interviewing Duke Hudson. Uh, he she asks us what's going on with Duke now that he is a man on his own without his ex-girlfriend, Persia Parada. They don't mention her, of course. But he answers that no one can measure up to Duke Hudson. However, he is interrupted by Braun Breaker walking into the door as Braun went out 
to the crowd for that promo exchange that we started off the show with with Joe Gacy. Don't worry, Sat, I won't go about that again. Uh, but that would lead to later on during the night. Uh, Braun Breaker was leaving the building. He's asked about uh, Joe Gacy, uh, you know, challenging him and the stipulation for in your house. And then Duke Hudson interrupts him, feeling disrespected about interrupting his interview earlier in the night. And they set up a matchup for next week. So are you looking forward to Duke Hudson versus Braun Breaker next week? Yes, I am. So the, the thing... Before I've had issues with Duke Hudson, why have I had issues with him? Because we've heard reports that Vince McMahon's high on the guy. Since the moment they put him in the main roster briefly when he's managed by MVP and he's teaming up with Shane Fawn, Shane Hayes. Wasn't he Adnan? Was he like Verk or something like that? Or... Yeah, Adnan Verk. Aiden Verk. Venk. 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 Yeah, Aiden Venk or something. Yeah, because Adnan Verk was the, was the, the announcer that got his ass canned so yeah so duke hudson's been one of the guys that's been hyped up as someone that vince sees potential in so you'd think nxt 2.0 he'd be positioned well you'd think heck he might even win the title early maybe or be one of the people to challenge braun because even this matchup you don't feel like duke's a threat because von wagner's getting the push you'd think that duke would get because duke's got you know, he he talks okay. <laughs> Therefore, let's make him a character guy. I say talks okay. He doesn't really he hasn't really blown me away. He just doesn't blow his lines and he seems qu- quite you know comfortable talking. So yeah, uh Duke Hudson, he's got potential. I liked his fight with Gunter. There's more to him. He just needs he needs a presentation overhaul. They tried the whole cocky thing. Unfortunately, he's coming across as Wade Barrett 2.0. Wade Barrett went through so many character changes that his last one is what got him over in the end. So I hope he figures it out or I can see him run around for the 24-7 title. To be fair, although Wade Barrett, uh, you know, King Barrett and stuff like that didn't work out for him, he could always talk. I don't think Duke Hudson has that. I think Duke Hudson is better off with you know, a Persia, a, a replacement for Persia Parada kind of doing the talking for him. Mr. Because- Stone. Give Mr. him Mr. Stone. Stone. Hey, Mr. Stone can have all the big guys in NXT. No, Why I'm not? saying, because no offense, I still don't get the whole Sophia thing. I still feel like he's going to get usurped. He's going to get yeeted next himself. I feel like that's what it's going to end. It's going to end. He thinks, oh, I got the bag. I got the power. But it seems to me that Sophia Cromwell, whose gaze is worse than Medusa, who turns men into stone, like she's the one that's the true power behind uh, Von Wagner. But we'll get to it in a bit. But yes. Yeah. First, we had backstage Indy Hartwell, the other half of the people that got left behind by Dexter Loomis and Persia Parada. She's backstage and she's uh, cutting a promo, says that she's tired of feeling sorry for herself. It's sink or swim on what she does now. Indy challenges Mandy Rhodes and says Mandy thinks she's the measuring stick of NXT, but Hartwell is going to stick that stick up her booty hole. Her, her dookie hole. That's what I wrote down. She's going to shut up her dookie hole. That's what she said. <laughs> but yeah, Indy Hartwell flying solo. I want her to win the title, but unfortunately, I don't think she will. I think whoever wins the breakout tournament, if it's someone that we've seen for a while, they may win it. So I, I think it might be Nikita Lyons may end up being the person that wins the title. I, I've been I've been calling this since jump, since people didn't realize or know that Nikita Lyons was going to be in this tournament. I called her being in the tournament, and I called her the one to win this tournament, and that's how they're going to make sure she's the one that dethrones Mandy Rose, who just celebrated 200 days 
as NXT Women's Champion, which puts her, she just bypassed on this episode, she has went past Raquel Rodriguez for the sixth longest reign as NXT Women's Champion. So she's getting into rarefied air. She's about to, by the time we get to uh, In Your House, she I think she'll be pretty close or might eclipse uh, Charlotte Flair's original run with the NXT Women's Championship. So Mandy Rose, put some respect on Mandy's name. Uh, we also go backstage where Mackenzie is interviewing Wes Lee this time. Lee talks about how Zion Quinn uh, not, not being medically cleared for that matchup that they were supposed to have on this show. Uh, Wes is frustrated with the fact that Quinn is ducking him. And then Nathan Frazier steps up to accept the challenge. And I just swear, this should be a banger, but unfortunately I didn't see coming what was about to come. On this matchup, but no, you didn't. I did when Nathan Fraser stared no, in the eyes no, of no, Medusa. It, I'm talking about at this point oh, when the match yeah, was first, when the yeah. match was first introduced. Yeah. I did not see this coming because I put in my notes this should be a banger, but we right. will see. But what's going on with Exion Quinn? I mean, he's always like this has been an excuse for how many weeks that every time he's booked for a match, something I hope there's nothing wrong with the guy. I know he lost his trunks, you know, wearing trousers nowadays, probably seems a bit depressed. Giving people unsolicited advice. Exion, get well, dude. We miss you. We miss your, you know, unsolicited advice on life <laughs> and things. Your nosy, your nosy busy, busybody, Zion Quinn. Uh, yes, get it, get it together and get healthy. But hopefully it's not, it's not anything serious. But yeah, we had our tag team contest that was built up last week. This was a rematch between the Viking Raiders and the Creed brothers who came out this time with Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp. Uh, Viking Raiders come out and dominate early until Brodus uh, tags in. He hits a great, huge deadlift German suplex. Uh, Brodus knocks both Raiders to the floor and hits a cannonball dive off the top rope to the floor, which got that CWC crowd so into this matchup, but he barely touched them he barely touched them and just feet. went down to the did floor. you hear his feet did you hear his, that was his feet guys that was not his buttocks that was not his spine that was not even his head that was his feet bouncing off the mat crack that was, I was like ouch ouch yeah. that that had to hurt um brutus uh knocks both uh he Eric is actually isolated by Brutus and Julius until he tags in to Ivar. He comes in for the comeback, but tags back in uh, Eric while Julius tags in Brutus. Brutus has Eric in a fireman's carry, and then Julius hits a jumping knee into a spine buster for a two count. Some good double team moves from both teams here. Uh, Ivar hits a top rope world strongest slam for a two count, and then the Raiders are about to do a double team on Julius, and then he just goes super sane out of nowhere. He hits a German. He hits a German suplex on Eric. Does the Shelton Benjamin leap up to the top rope on Ivar, but he fights him off. He then goes for a big splash Ivar, but he misses. Julius cradles him up, but Eric breaks it up. All four men face off and slug it out as the CWC is fully invested into this matchup, chanting for both teams. Damian Kemp gets on the apron and he distracts the referee so Roddy can come in to interfere once again to help the Creeds get the win. But Julius catches Roddy in midair on the flying knee, tosses him to the outside and says, we don't need you, Roddy. And Raiders uh, take advantage of the distraction. Ivar hits a spinning heel kick and then the Raiders hit that double team H-bomb. 
Shout out to anyone who remembers the Harris brothers uh, for the win to get the win for the Viking Raiders. Uh, Post-match, Diamond Mine is arguing once again as they didn't want Roddy's help. And once again, he tried to get involved. And that was the reason why they took the loss in this one. I thought it was a good tag team bout with kind of a deflating finish with this, uh, you know, the finish with Roddy getting involved again. And I don't understand how on this show, Three weeks away from NXT in your house, the two title matches that they have announced, they have they have beaten both number one contenders in this one episode. That was frustrating. But otherwise, it was a good tag team match. What did you think? You know how I was down on their last match? This is the match I wanted. A significant improvement. It was smash mouth. It was energetic. Both teams look well. Uh, especially the Creed brothers because they're the one being built up. The Creeds look like beasts, like complete freaks of nature. Like I, I even like the fact that Ivor did a nice, well strong slam from the second rope. But then Julius lifting up uh, Ivar into the all the way to the middle turnbuckle, just so, showing you his power. But his hubris in character, his hubris got the best of him. If your coach wants to get involved, let him get involved. I just don't like the fact that he's putting his hands on his leader. If it was me, uh, if I was Roddy, I'll ice both guys from my crew because they don't show any respect that he deserves. So in my head, where's this storyline going? Because the Creed brothers are not seasoned or experienced enough to, you know, to ride off into the sunset by themselves. Yeah, they're over. So is it going to be a case of like someone like Kurt Angle or Shelton Benjamin is going to come and take over Diamond Mind? Because that's the only way I see it. Unless they got someone in the wings to come and debut to take over Diamond Mind, I don't know where this is going. Because without uh, Malcolm Bivens, I don't know where the trajectory is of the storyline. It's quite confusing for me. And once again, even with this man not having a job in this company, it proves me right that Malcolm Bivens is the real leader of Diamond Mind because the Creeds have not listened to Roddy since Roddy officially took over this group. Like he was always the leader. He's I've never been the leader. He's always been the leader. He's never Malcolm been the leader. Malcolm his job to handle the money, to handle the group. He when just... was the last time this man won on television? When was the last oh, time? It's not listen, in this year. We're, we're it's not a, in the year of our Lord, getting, 2022. We're getting a tag team match with him with a person with the worst win-loss record. I'm going to luck. You know what I'm saying? You know when you when when something's telegraphed, you're gonna lose. Give me this. Since Julia's been doing the leap up to the top rope, you, my boy Blue, called it. Shelton Benjamin with the Creeds would be dope. Since since they seem to be separating him from Cedric and Cedric trying to join up with MVP and Omos, put Shelton Benjamin on NXT 2.0, something that we both said would be great like two months yeah. ago. Put him with the Creeds. I would love that. Me too. 110%. Shelton Benjamin will be a right fit, uh, especially he'd be a big fish in a small pond. It will help to remind people how awesome he is. He'll probably get a lot more minutes in his matches. So that way you'd be like, oh, Shelton still got it. But yeah, I would like to see Shelton Benjamin back and put some respect on Shelton. He's a class of 2002 as well. He did well. I mean, he's one of the best wrestlers. Oh, because he never won a world title. Nah, he's still great. He still gives a gold standard. He still gave us the WrestleMania moments, the hey, super kicks. He- He's, He's one of him and and Batista are the only two men to get three straight victories over Triple H. Bingo. There you go. Put some respect on Shelton Benjamin.
and Shelton did it first. Uh, we go to Santos Escobar and Legado Del Fantasmo. Santos says that tonight it will be one-on-one between him and Tony D. Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wild uh, think that it won't be a singles match with Tony's crew getting involved. But Escobar has Electra Lopez tell them that they don't let emotion get in the way of business. And Santos just looks at Del Toro and Wild and says, you know what to do. And we would find out what they know what to do later on in the main event. We then go backstage where Grayson Waller is getting ready for his matchup with Andre Chase. Tiffany Stratton is upset about not being included in the breakout tournament. And I was just like, that's a good point. Why is she not in the breakout tournament? Why is she not in the breakout tournament? Why is Ivy now not in the breakout? Why Ivy now is kind of more understandable because they, they are saving Ivy now because she's going to be that beast. That's a great challenger for Nikita Lyons. When she becomes NXT women's champion, I understand keeping Ivy now out of here and she's too busy beating men in her, the Ivy now challenge, but Tiffany Stratton, why is she not in this breakout tournament set? Is it, and you know what, I want to say, is, isn't she the more established of the people that's featured in there? Didn't she not debut before Nikita Lyons? So she's been there for quite a bit. Her and Saray, well, Saray existed before 2.0, so she's, that's not a good example. I feel like Tiffany Stratton's been there a bit longer, so she doesn't need to break out because she's already won. She's beaten Saray, by the way, who's one of the best wrestlers in the world. You don't need to do a breakout tournament. You now usurp that. Not in a, not in a bad way, but as in a good way. She's more established now. You know, she's now in storylines that doesn't involve being in the ring. They they trust her. They see something in her. Great. It's true. There's certain people in there. I don't think Nikita and Lash should be in it because I feel like Lash has been there for a bit. But wherever works for them, they need to add up some numbers, you know, pump it up a bit. But yeah, uh, I think Tiffany is a bit of a veteran compared to the new people have come in now. I like, I like Lash Legend and Nikita Lyons being in this breakout tournament because they just debuted this year. Like, uh, at least you could say with Tiffany Stratton, she debuted in 2021. These are all girls that have debuted on NXT 2.0 in 2022. Wait, Lash was, in, was she doing her show in 2021? Maybe she was doing her show, but she didn't have her match until this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in, terms, yeah, in terms of the ring, I understand. If, it, if you talk about in the ring, you're 100% right, uh, right. In terms of character establishment, I'm like, Lash has been there for... Lash should be acting like she owns the place. She kind of does, but not really. It's kind of like she got a talk show. Do You know, where's her crew? I feel like she needs a crew that's beside her. She had a few people in the audience... Well, you, doing her show. you know what that's going to lead to. That's going to be like, oh, they're just trying to do Jay Cargo in the back. No, I was talking about I want Quincy. What's he, that wrestler Quincy? Is his name is Quincy, right? That big, no, she big... should have Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. Oh, they're funny. Oh, they are hilarious. They, they, are, they are funny. We're going to get to that. Uh, but first, we had our matchup between Grayson Waller and Andre Chase. And I say this every week, but it's bare repeating. How crazy is it how over Chase U is in the CWC? Like, they get the big pop when they come out. They do the, the call and response with the stomps when he spells that out Chase U. Like, they, they're they just over. I did like uh, Barrett on commentary calling Grayson Waller the arrogant Aussie. I know he said this before, but I, I like that as a nickname for him uh when chase makes his entrance we also see that saray in her in her school uniform is the flag bearer for chase you i like that touch as well uh the finish comes down where chase uh back body drops waller to the outside onto brody haywood uh which causes andre to check on his 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 star student uh with the distraction grayson does his 
ridiculous running up the entrance ramp uh rolling cutter into the wing into the ring for the win this was a pretty decent match just for the fact how over chase U is and we know how over grayson waller is here i i appreciate that andre chase did some old school old school offenses like manhattan drops rushing yeah. the next sweeps catapulting the opponent into the corner that's old school and the chase you stop that was for me was mwah, chef's kiss and andre chase make no mistake about it He'll be a welcome addition in a 24-7 scene. Imagine Tazawa and R-Truth doing night school at Chase U. And then as he's teaching them, he he pins them and takes the time, runs away. No, you need, the, you need the backstory that, that Truth got all his certificates from going to Chase U. Yes. Going to Chase U, nice girl. Because <laughs> I feel like even though we talk, I feel like NXT 2.0 with the zany characters they have, they are designing the, the 24-7 division quite nicely because there's a yeah. lot of wrestlers you look and you're like you, you have to be honest with yourself not everyone can be world champion heck not everyone can be intercontinental champion but the 24 7 uh, uh scene they get a lot of tv time there is like a like scheduled segments every week on raw and i feel like yeah. andre chase will be a welcome addition he'll be great in it his character works tremendous i can't wait to see i'm hoping he makes it because you never know some of these characters you never know but i hope he makes it for what they're doing right now, Tiffany Stratton is another one. She would fit in nicely with the, with the 24-7 division right now. Um, Agreed. We go backstage where Toxic Attraction are in the Toxic Lounge. They're watching a WWE online exclusive where Katana Chance and Kaden Carter are talking trash about them. Um, Mandy comes into the Toxic Lounge and is angry about what Indy Ardwell had to say. Gigi says there's not enough respect on Toxic Attraction's name, just like how I felt here. And Rose says it's going to start with Indy Hartwell, and that establishes that it's going to be Indy Hartwell versus Mandy Rhodes next week on NXT 2.0. Do you think that we're going to get more of an extension of this? Do you think this is going to be a one-off match? And we didn't have any type of interaction between Mandy Rose and Wendy Chu. Is that feud over, or you think that Wendy Chu is going to get involved next week? Uh, uh, Mei Ying's coming back. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I think in you'd think that in the match with Indy Hartwell next week, that's when Wendy Chu comes at cost Mandy the title and Indy wins. But well, it's not for the title. It's a it's non-title not, match. It's not it's a title match. There yeah, you go. Not, there, not, you not, see? Yeah. I was writing my notes. I didn't pay attention. But yeah, uh, Indy Hartwell wins. Just to set up for a title, a title contender match or whatever. Yeah, I can see Indy winning and <laughs> Wendy coming back and assisting in the victory. Uh, eight months of dominance for Toxic Attraction. You put some respect on them. They've done a good job as a team they've built they've been built as a dominant team so i respect them and yeah they've they've done what they need to do this but is Kata- probably- will katana and Caden win the title though they should because like they've they, they should we we said this weeks ago when they when they had their last win after the katana chance uh name change that they've been a tag team for so long they are the logical people to dethrone toxic oh. attraction for good here Oh, what we saw later, could it be another two budding friends <laughs> challenging for the tag titles? 
it could be them as well. Uh, backstage, though, before we get to our next women's breakout tournament matchup, it's uh, Diamond Mine is arguing. Strong says that uh, with his help, he got them an NXT tag team title match at In Your House, but the, that doesn't that doesn't satisfy the creed to walk off away from him. Roddy has Damon Kemp tell us says now is the time to have them watch tape of what just happened out there. So Damon Kemp rocks off, and then pretty deadly, yes, boy. They walk in and they come and talk trash to Roddy Strong. So Strong challenges the champions to face him and Kemp next week on NXT 2.0. I do like how NXT 2.0 is like the juxtaposition to like SmackDown and Raw that maybe we'll announce at best maybe one match for the following week. We get like the full lineup. It's like it's like AEW Dynamite without Excalibur doing the the quick runoff of all of the matches <laughs> before the main event. It's it's like AEW Dynamite in that they announce a lot of matches for the following week. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. But, you know, a, a part of me would hope that Roddy would cave both guys' head in and win the match in quick succession, but that's not going to happen. They, he's going to lose again. This is this is why he wants out of his contract because it, it's, it's like the Chris Jericho effect. This is why Chris Jericho left WWE. If, like, my, my stock won't last for long if I continue to lose. Give him some big wins so it creates doubt. There's no doubt about it. Roderick Strong... It's teamed up with a guy with a worse win-loss record in him. And he's like, what, oh, already? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damon Kemp hasn't won hardly any, if any, matches. So I do not have uh, faith in them <laughs> winning the match next week. But good luck to them from trying. Seems like a, it seems like a logical thing for uh, Pretty Deadly is going to get the victory here uh, pretty easily in this one because yes, Kemp, boy. Kemp is just there to lose because Roddy Strong has lost enough in 2022. I don't remember the last time this man has gotten a victory, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't you know win in the UK, guys? Someone in the chat? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did beat Wolfgang, but... There you I, go. I, hear people, I hear y'all people in the UK don't even watch NXT UK, so... I, of course I don't watch it. <laughs> Why would I watch it? doesn't make sense. I didn't ask for it. That's a, that's one thing they try to pretend. We never asked for a WWE UK brand. We're funny. We're fine with our scene and to speaking, I messed that up as well. But yeah, we didn't need NXT UK. They just sprung it on us. Please, I ain't going to watch that. He's like, he's like, no, not, not, not for me. Uh, we got our next women's breakout tournament first round matchup uh, with Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. Uh, I think Roxanne has new music this week. It sounded different from the week prior. So yeah. yeah, she's got new music. We get an inset promo from James who says that the numbers don't favor uh, Perez because she's strategic. And intelligent. Remember her intangibles, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Perez goes for a crucifix bomb, but James reverses it into a, a backbreaker. The CWC is all behind Roxanne Perez, but they go with the Let's Go Roxy chance. So I, I appreciate them keeping to the, her indie name. Uh, James runs into the corner, but Perez uh, catches her with the code rock for the win. I thought that this was another express, uh, impressive showing by Roxanne Perez, who seems light years ahead of Kiana James and pretty much everyone in the NXT women's division, like her arm drags or Chris, she's just so smooth in the ring. And she just seems mm. like she is one of the best workers, man or Already. female. Male or female in NXT 
Gosh darn it. Kiana James, an intern of York Foundation. She did not win. I, uh, she did a good backbreaker and, and a good Boston Crab. I'm, I feel like if you're new in the game, doing submissions is the best way to slow the action down and, and also look like you're doing something. So Kiana James, she did okay. She did not embarrass herself. With some few more seasoning, she might become a player in a year or so. But yeah, it was a good match, but it was Roxanne's match. Is it called Cold Rock or Pop Rocks? Because he said pop rocks in the end. I, 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 I think he, just... I think he said that. But I'm going. I, if the, the CWC wants to say let's go Roxy, I'm going with Code Rock. That was that was the also, name on the Indies. I'll call it that. And I said Keanu James theme song. It, it fit in on a DJ Khaled song like in 2009. You know, I can hear Ace Hood rapping over it. Same with Melo. Carmelo Hayes' tune sounds like Ace Hood from Circuit yeah. 2009 as well. So yeah, hip hop fans, that's for you. Anyone else? I'm chatting gibberish. Thank you. Deep cuts. Um, backstage, we get Idris Anofe and Malik Blade, who are dressed as Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo and making fun of them. Uh, Stacks and Two Dimes interrupt them and challenge Anofe and Blade for next week. Yes, this did feel like an A Living Color or a Key and peel sketch. The, the, the Goombas want the smoke. I like the Mama Luke joke at the end because Wish, Big Vito, he got to talk. See, I, I'm okay with Wish, Big Vito. When he spoke, I was like, you know, I can envision you, you know, you, you look more like a Goomba now. But the, the other one, the Andy Datsun of the group, my guy was not convincing at all. He's like, you know, what, what was that? He says his lines and he's not sure of himself. Get this guy excommunicated. Put in my guy, Fabian Eichner, something like that, because that guy's not doing it for me. But the wish version of Big Vito? Yeah. You're, 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 the, you're the Shawn Michaels of the group. That one is a bad mount, Marty Jannetty. He's already off to a great Marty Jannetty start or a Leaf Cassidy start. Um, we, we then see Nathan Frazier um, making his way to the ring when he stops to stare at Sophia Cromwell, a.k.a. the Medusa of NXT 2.0. So you knew danger was ahead. Uh, backstage, we also see Mackenzie is interviewing Roxanne Perez. But before she can answer Mackenzie's question, Cora Jade comes in to hug Roxanne. Uh, they admit that that they have been friends for a long time. And then Electra Lopez interrupts them. Uh, Lopez says that, uh, <laughs> that Roxanne Perez is an overachiever who will lose to Lash Legend. And Jade is an underachiever who celebrates her loss as much as a win. And I was like, that was a great point. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Electra Lopez, like... In Legado, she's the second most frightening member of that group because she's exuded confidence and she seems like she gets the job done. What I liked about this uh, whole segment, as SB3 mentioned, we got another match <laughs> in ready for next week. They spelled it out for us. This was happening next week. And also yeah. what I liked is as well, the NXT 2.0 women's roster is stacked, baby. Look at those segments. That's no yeah. lie. It is stacked to the even, nines. Even when they have like the 21 women 23 women that they had over the last couple of weeks they have these little segments where they're featuring the different women like Cora Jade like Electra Lopez you had the Indy Hartwell little promo you had Toxic Attraction in the Toxic Lounge like they highlight so many different women even if they don't have matches and it just they are in my opinion, it's them and Impact Wrestling who treat their women the best. Like they, those two, those two shows just feature so many women in so many different ways outside of matches. 
because Shawn Michaels is Booker of the Year. And I stand by that, Booker of the Year. I'll do my Shawn Michaels for you guys. HBK is Booker of the Year. That guy does not study any bookers. He just does things his own way. He doesn't need to know Jim Cornette tutorial on how to book territories. He books it like the way he book it, with some power ticking, boy. <laughs> yes, and worth noting, yeah, like they said in that uh, promo, Electra Lopez will verse Alba Fire next week on NXT 2.0. Then we get Wesley going up against Nathan Frazier. And this got off to a good start. Even at the entrances, Frazier has this new entrance where like a bolt of lightning goes across the video of video board. And then and then it hits the entrance way. And then he comes from the smoke and he runs out. Like <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous, but it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh the CWC is split in support for both guys. Uh Lee snaps uh the ropes in Frazier's eyes. He was he was playing more of like the subtile heel in this matchup. He hits a plancha, but Nathan Frazier comes back with the suicide dive in response. Frazier goes for a superplex, but Lee reverses into a pinfall from the top rope for two. Uh Frazier goes for the Phoenix Splash, but West moves and it leads to a double cross body to put both men down and then out of nowhere von wagner comes out he comes in and nails frazier with a big boot to cause a dq and then post-match wesley tried to fight off wagner but he gets hit with the big boot and then he gets yeeted folks he gets yeeted from the ring to the announce table bouncing off the announce table i was just like ouch damn that was a bump but they, so, they totally no-sold it in the next segment, but we'll get to that. They, they did, but okay. People want me to okay, people want me to say it. Okay, Michael Hickenbottom, Booker of the Year. So people hate the fact that I've gone back to using his stage name. Because HBK, he's quick on the block button. I don't want to look at me like, ah, it's not my name. Okay, I'll do it again. Michael Hickenbottom, Book of the Year. He heard. You guys said, push, where's Lee? Push, where's Lee? Guess what? Wesley got pushed. Right out of the ring <laughs> into the announce table, guys. So this is what he has wanted. He gave it to you. Um, Nathan Frazier, the guy's got potential. But unfortunately, history has shown that guys like Evan Bourne and, and, and Adrian Neville, they don't have, they have a good six weeks run and then they start losing. Then us ricochet he's up and down at the moment so i don't yeah. see nathan, nathan frazier becoming a, a big huge superstar because unlike brian danielson nathan frazier doesn't seem to have the promo skills he does the whole boy next door oh i'm a bit confused oh, i'm laid back oh, i can't deal with this right now oh this negativity is not for me i'm gonna run now he does that really well he they're trying to establish that quirk about him but he i don't see him having a great main roster run he would have great matches putting people over but I don't see him being a championship kind of guy. You can say Seth Rollins to your blue in the face. That's not going to change the fact that his main roster uh, success, it might be being associated with Seth Rollins, maybe, maybe in the match he, or in the Lions. He's but. very much Tyler Black, not Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had to go through some years in ROH before he got some charisma at the end of his run that he parlayed into a WWE run. But Tyler Black at the beginning, when he first came in as part of Age of the Fall, this is where Nathan Frazier is at. There's not much charisma there. There's not anything that screams out, uh, you know, character-wise that he can, like, translate to being a WWE superstar. But he's got talent in the ring, and that's what they're going to focus on. And also, now. he's lasted longer than A-Kid. Where's A-Kid? <laughs> 
I, I have no idea where a kid is uh, backstage. Nathan Frazier and Wesley are appoint are approached by Senka the Thunder. He's still got a job, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, saying for two men of their size, they don't deserve what Von Wagner did. Uh, Nathan tried to be an advocate for Sanga, but Wesley wasn't trying to have it. He felt disrespected by the two men of their size, uh, caricature by Sanga, and he challenges him, which Senka of the Thunder. Uh, stands up and he looks like he is about three feet taller than Wesley and he accepts the challenge. So that's a match for next week. Braun Breaker versus Duke Hudson, Mandy Rose versus Indy Hartwell, Alexa Lopez versus Abel Fire. We know the entire lineup for next week, ladies and gentlemen. NXT 2.0 doing a good job at that at least. But that led into the main event of the evening set, which was Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Tony D, he cuts off Escobar's uh, suicide dive with a forearm to get control. He then puts on his hat, shows his ag- arrogance. Uh, D'Angelo plays the heel in this match for the first part. During the commercial, Tony D cuts off a Huracan Rada into a powerbomb, and then Santos makes his comeback with a dropkick. He hits the torpedo suicide dive, and then he starts working over Tony's arm, and he plays the heel and gets the heat. Uh, it was kind of strange. I'll, how they... I'll put that down as well. There was no clear babyface or heel. The both no. guys had a time dominating, and the other guy did heat spots um, getting back into the match. So, yeah, that, it, was, it, was, it was unique. Listen, Michael Hickenbottom, book of the year. Guys. I guess that's how you book a heel versus heel matchup. Uh, Tony yeah. D makes his comeback. He hits like a couple of uh, belly to bellies. Then he gives him the uh, Santos a kiss on the cheek before the last belly to belly. Uh, both men stand on the top rope and Escobar hits an avalanche hurricane rata on Tony D. That was probably the best part of this matchup. D'Angelo goes for his crowbar, but it's not in the spot he usually leaves it. So Legato Del Fantasma says, is this what you're looking for? They have the crowbar. They're in the entrance way so tony d's crew comes out and fights them off with the referee distracted with that we see that escobar reaches under the the apron he gets brass knuckles he knocks out tony d and he gets the win for the one two three i thought that this was a pretty good heel versus heel matchup both men trying to out cheat the other and santos escobar winning in the end kind of makes sense but i don't think the feud is over just yet no, they're going to do the big uh, six-man tag. He may have Tony D winning because yeah. I think Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma should go main roster. And I hope when uh, NXT 2.0 goes on the road, the Legado chant stays because I get chills when I hear it. Is You know when a, when fans they get the beat right? Because sometimes, you know, some people struggle with beat. They got the beat right. They know the tenor. They know what to pause. Uh, sometimes they go over the, the beat and still do it because they love it so much. But Legado, that chant is incredible. It fits the music so well. Uh, I'm happy Santos Escobar won because that guy should be champion. That guy's money. His crew is money. He should be on the main roster, hopefully, after the draft. You, a group like Legado would add more to the tag team division, which is so depleted right now. He can do well in the United States title scene or intercontinental title scene because Ricochet, he needs someone to fight. Santos Escobar could be that guy. Strap a rocket team like Carlito. First night on the show, give him the title. It was a good match, but like Cameron Grimes, I'm going to say over, over and over again, Santos Escobar has outgrown NXT. 
100% agree with you. Legato Del Fantasma in general has outgrown NXT 2.0. They should be on SmackDown. SmackDown is absolutely depleted when it comes to baby faces, when it comes to the roster overall, when it comes to the tag team division, the women's division, and Legato Del Fantasma fixes a lot of those issues. Maybe they're not baby faces, which is SmackDown's biggest problem. They have no top baby faces after Drew McIntyre. That's why RK Bro is on there every week. But they fill in the hole in the tag team division they give the Usos someone new to feud with if they are going to continue being Smackdown tag team champions Electra Lopez can fill in some spots on the on the heel side of the women's division so yeah Legato Del Fantasma they just seem ready made for the main roster but right now they're kind of being used to kind of establish Tony D and his new crew hey forget about it Bada bing, bada boom, and uh, all that. One jazz. of these, one of these, gabagool. <laughs> but yes, uh, last call here for wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Let's hear those mocha chats, what you thought about NXT 2.0, any birthday wishes, and whatnot. But yeah, NXT 2.0 this week was, it was kind of a show. It was kind of a show. Nothing really stood out to me outside the Viking Raiders and Creed Brothers as far as like in the ring. But it was kind of a maintenance show as far as like establishing what we're going to do with the breakout tournament in your house, establishing matches. The biggest nitpick that I have is why did Carmelo Hayes and the Creed Brothers need to lose on the show when they're supposed to be the challengers for the North American and tag team titles? Yeah, that's uh, a bit awkward. But yeah, I'm going to start reading the chat. Uh, Mocha Chats, baby. We got Rob Zilla saying, back at it again with the Mocha Boys. Here's some money in support of SP3's Joe Gacy impressions. Thank you. The people love it, Sat. You might not love it, but the people love it. That's okay. Like like people say, uh, there's different demographics that appeals for certain things. I'm not a demographic for what SB3 does. I'm just the face of the people that don't like it sometimes. So, yeah. But you know what? To be honest, if you're having fun, that's for me the most important thing. I'm happy you're enjoying yourself because we're working together. This show, we like to have fun. We like to poke fun at things. If you like, to, if you like seriousness, uh, go listen to the other ones or other places. Here we have fun. NXT 2.0 silly, so we're silly. How, why would we be serious about people in their underwear choreographing, you know, fake fights? You know, like that doesn't make sense. We're having fun. Wrestling's fun. I'm having fun. Anyway, next mocha chat is VG Time. He's like, I don't even watch 2.0 like that, but you guys are magic. Straight up hilarious. Thank you, VG. Thank you for appreciating us. Thank you, sir. We, we appreciate that love. We try our best. We're just having a good time. I have fun talking to Sat in general, but especially when it's about a show like NXT 2.0 sometimes. Listen, NXT 2.0 is actually better than SmackDown, so we didn't get the raw end of the deal. We got That great... is true because SmackDown is just boring sometimes. Garbage. This, this last week's show was all right, but this show, at least there is there is stuff to make fun of. Sometimes on SmackDown, there's not even stuff to make fun of. It's so boring. 
Yeah, let's have fun, guys. And another one who likes to have fun. It's Bubba232. We know him as Bubba, a.k.a. Paul. He has been a member for 13 months in a row. The Mambergs. Love the Mocha 2.0. Shout out to the OG Good Eggs from Wrestling Daily. Absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate all the love, all the birthday wishes. You guys are the best. The Mocha Chats are always the best because we, we got the best community here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. Speaking of community, I like doing this. I made it a thing. This community wouldn't be where it is without these lovely mods. Guys, it's time for once again for the mod raw car. Shout out to tonight's mod or today, depending where you are in the country. Mod brother Rob. I love you, man. Mod brother, mod brother John. Love you, man. Mod brother Bubba. Yes, I'm calling you by your government name, <laughs> Bubba. We love you. Mod brother Brandon, we love you. And shout out to the mother of all mods, Mod Mother Jenna. We love you too. So voila. Thank you so much, guys. You help run and steer the ship. Without you guys, it would be a bit chaotic around here. So thank you so much, guys. I like giving you a shout outs because you guys are an unsung hero here at Wrestle Talk Podcast. Absolutely. Bravo to all our mods. We appreciate y'all. We love all of y'all. But Sat, let's put our thumbs. Let's play our thumb war that we usually th- we usually play for the May 17th, 2022 edition of NXT 2.0. Give it a thumbs up, a thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down in three. Two, one. We are the bar. We yes, are the bar. It's a thumbs in the middle type of show, folks. Like I said, it's a maintenance show, but it wasn't overtly bad. There wasn't anything that I would say was bad about the show, but it just filled in for the weeks leading into in your house. Yeah, it, it was a show. I did like the I, I liked the opening tag team match. Um, I liked the fact that we got a sense of what's happening next week. It seemed that they're not doing week-to-week booking. They have some sort of idea of what they want to get to in terms of the next show. Uh, the, the breakout tournament's great to get all these new women they have in their roster, seeing who can thrive and who can't, who needs a little bit more seasoning and so forth. So yeah, it's a work in progress, but I've got all the patience in the world because it's a developmental at the end of the day. So NXT 2.0, we're still with you, man. Mocha boys are still with you. We're still with you, Mr. Hickam Bottom, and I can't wait for Nikita Lyons versus Roxanne Perez. It's going to be Nikita Lyons' best matchup, the best women's matchup since Io Shirai was a women's champion. I'm calling it right now. You heard it here first. set we got to talk about nxt 2.0 uh in depth over on the wrestle talk podcast youtube channel for anyone listening on spotify itunes wherever you listen to your favorite stitcher. podcast stitcher is my favorite stitcher big up stitcher give me a stitcher deal give sp3 stitcher deals. got so many podcasts a deal will be great for him 
to say. Yes, I only have room for one more podcast, but the people got to wait and see what that one is. But yes, uh, a lot of great things going on. It's a great week. It's SP3 week. It's Zenya week. It's Zenya Nyangi week. Yes. Oh, he remembers her name and he said it perfectly. This oh. man is a beautiful man. I'm 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 Uncle SP3, man. You know, you know, I've been an uncle since I was four years old. Wow. Yeah, I've been an uncle since I was four years old. My my sister had my first nephew when I was four years old. He's he's gonna be 30. He's 30 this year. Damn, man. That just hit me. This is hit me that he turned 30 this year. Yeah, he turned 30 this year. My my second youngest, uh, my second oldest is 29 because she had him the year after. So I had my second nephew by the time I was five. Then I have my third nephew, whose birthday is the same week. It's a great week. Is it? Yes, yes. His birthday was on. So you're Monday. like a regular old Chavo Guerrero Junior. I'm like I'm like the goat uncle. That's what I want. Yeah, ex young queen from the age talk- of four. <laughs> Problem pants. Put on fresh prints. I'll smack you. <laughs> I'll smack you up. Pull up your pants. Stop complaining. No, you have. Put up your nappies. <laughs> I don't wear nappies anymore. I don't wear those goddamn nappies anymore. Oh man, yes, I've been an uncle. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran, a veteran uncle of going on thirty years. Thirty years as an uncle, I've been in this uncle game. So I don't mind adding Zenya to the uncle pile. I, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a honorary uncle for a bunch of my friends' kids. So yes, Uncle SP3 is here for you. Uh, here, here for the for Daddy Niangi as well. So you need any advice? I, I'm not, I'm not a veteran when it comes to this father life. It's only the uncle life. The uncle life is great because you get to give them back. But <laughs> hey, I, I, I was uncle too. I was godfather. You name it, I'm that guy. I keep on saying I can't give this kid back. It's <laughs> she's mine. Like, That's the key. That's the who's key. your daddy? Who's your mommy? Who's your daddy? And what do they do? <laughs> that's the key that's the key difference when you're an uncle you always get to give them back you can you could be the fun uncle i like my my oldest nephew man we went on like crew uh party cruises together we used to party all the time when he was like in his in his early 20s i was like the one that kind of cut his teeth on the party scene it was me did and he, his dad does he call you uncle does he give you the respect that you deserve yeah, he's so- yeah, both of them. Both of my oldest. They still call me Unc. They call they 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 abbreviated to Unc. It's now oh, Unc. Unc. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> they 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 show love. But yes, I'm very happy for you. Welcome to the D A D Inc. of uh, the the Wrestle Talk. Uh, you know, quarter of the D A D Inc. is me. I'm in, you, I'm Daddy Nick. section. I'm Daddy section, bro. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a yummy daddy. Sae papi. That's what they call me. Sae papi. Sae. Papi, sa-e, papi, sa-e, papi. It's been a party on this podcast, so that's the best way to sign off. We will see you next Wednesday right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel, Patreon, any of the members. We love you all. We love you all on Spotify and all the audio platforms. And as per usual, as per usual, set, what do we have? What I I no no wait I missed it what I got baby for again we out of time <laughs> are we not out of time was it what what.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.